Do any of you guys suffer from uh, acid reflux? What? Oh, does this mic's buggered again? Yeah, do any of you guys suffer with acid reflux? Is that heartburn? Heartburn, yeah. No, no idea. Really? James? I get, like, if I drink loads of... I, I like drinking whiskey with, like, soda and Coke. Yeah. I used to just drink whiskey and soda, and if I drank that for a whole night... I'd feel like my heart was going to jump out of my chest. So I stopped doing that. But I don't think that's the same thing as what that's you're doing. That's not yeah, the same thing. That's, that's a whiskey-induced heart attack. Something completely yeah, different. Yeah. I, I've had, I've had um, uh, heartburn, uh, acid indigestion, I think three times or four times in my life. And each time I, no thought, I thought I was dying. It's the worst right. thing. I mean, I, I wrote a, a will. Not that I've got much to give. You wrote uh, a will? Yeah. You know. <laughs> What? It was that bad? It's, it's a horrible. Well, uh, I th- well I'm uh, getting maybe, it like eight maybe, hours maybe a day at the moment, every day. Okay, and you're not medicating at all. You're just drinking Coca-Cola. Well, yeah, I mean, the thing, like last night I had to sleep kind of upright right. in bed. Like I imagine like the right. old sort of royal family used to sleep. Like, I don't know why, but I can just imagine them being right. propped up in bed. So I had like three pillows. Because I say you've got to raise your sort of head like six to ten inches above your... Because wow. basically, when, when you're laid flat and your valve, because basically what it is is your valve, your stomach valve is fucked. Ooh. It's basically open all the time because it's swollen and fucked. So when you lay flat, the, you can feel the acid. Sometimes I'm asleep and I wake up with like acid rushing into my esophagus and I like wake up and I'm choking on it. It's really fucking. It's really bad. It's really bad. So I've been really, really suffering with it. Last, it started about a month ago, and I managed to get it under control like two weeks ago. But it's really returned over the last three or four days. I think it's because I went up country, and up country I started drinking at like nine thirty a.m. in the morning. (laughs) That that might do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think I think I've basically ruined myself again. So I've got I've just got to have a few days off the booze, hence that. But I've already I mean I've already had a small can of Chang at home before I came. I just so so your version of off the booze is just like slightly weaker alcohol. Yeah. (laughs) Or just one or two instead of eight. (laughs) I I don't get it how you do it, Mickey, where you just have like one beer and then stop drinking for the entire day or just you know um, or go for a jog after having yeah. a beer it's like if I have a first beer that's, that's it. it that's it I'm drinking now until I sleep you know right <laughs> okay yeah I can have one I definitely one early one and then do a day's work and yeah I can have one it's if, if it, I mean I, I don't normally just have one if it's like after work I'll have like two or three or four yeah. one turns into four invariably but um, uh, Tom uh, yeah Tom, welcome to the podcast uh, with this strange life. Hey, strangers. Uh, Tom Earls. Right. Tom Earls. Um, uh, let's be honest now, then. Do you drink every day? No. I, I actually don't drink at home when I'm on my own. Really? All. That's a really um, safe and respectable thing to do. I wish I could do that. 
A lot of people have that rule, don't they? No booze in the house. When you go out, yes, that's it. You can have a booze, have a party, but yeah. don't drink at home. And I think that's a great rule. It works for me. It's not a completely hard and fast rule. Yeah. It's not like I'll, if I feel like having a beer, I'll like stop myself doing it. Yeah. Like if the football's on it and I'm watching two games or something, I might get like two bottles of Leo in or something. But yeah. But basically, five days of the week normally I don't. I don't drink really? at all, and then. I'll just go out on Friday and Saturday. And I, I aspire to be you, Tom, James. How, how, how are you doing? Well, you I used to find, I used to have that rule as well, and then they invented. I always used to think it was antisocial, <laughs> you know, to drink by yourself, and then they invented social media, uh, so oh, you could yeah. you could crack open a beer and have you know have a have a jolly good argument, oh or um, um, you know uh, troll someone. Or, or yeah. have a polite conversation whilst drinking. So, no, I will. I hate to say it, I will have a. You know, uh, a, che- a cheeky beer after work. Oh yeah, but not every day. I haven't gone one day without booze. No, in fact, I've gone two days in the last like eighteen it, years. years. Oh, shit, eighteen years. Wow. Yeah, two days, and uh, I'm going to do it though. I'm going to do it over the next few months. I, I think my body is really, really scream. Not not just trying to tell me something. It's like screaming out at me. There's now, an application. I think last time I saw Tom, I was on something like day 17 or something like that. Oh, yeah? And I had this phone app. Yeah. And it, it, sho- it shows you, like, like you get all your grey brain matter back after the oh, third really? day and then, like, the fourth or fifth day. Um, your general health yeah. improves. And then just after, from booze and cigarettes, right? Well. Just from quitting booze. Um, yeah, you see, I, booze. I mean, as you guys, well, as you know, James, I'm trying to fire one into my wife at the moment, uh, trying for a baby. <laughs> And uh, we're we're not being successful yet. And people keep telling me, "Well, if you don't stop drinking booze, Mike, you're not you're not going to get pregnant." Is that right? I don't know. I've never heard that. Sounds like it could be an old wives' tale. Yeah. Well, I I do think it slows the old uh, soldiers a little bit. I think I think I'm sure it's not. It it can't completely stop you. No. (laughs) But it can't help. Yeah, because all those drunken sort of nights where people you know get up duff, they they wouldn't happen, would they? But I think I think it does lower your chances. So. I do want to have kids, and I do not want to die anytime soon, so I reckon I might have a few days off. What do you think? What's yeah. the app, James? I might download it. Uh, I forget the name of it now, okay. but there's a few, and they're all yeah. free. Okay. Uh, and, and this one I found quite handy. One year no beer. I keep seeing those guys on Facebook. That's a Facebook ad, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it yeah, yeah. a bit scammy, that, doesn't it? It does sound yeah. a bit scammy. I, I don't do anything that involves you paying money. No. Uh, you, you can go to an AA meeting, uh, Mike, it's free. Have you, been, yeah. have you done the twelve steps thing before? Um, I've been I've been to s- similar meetings. Yeah, I can't yeah. really go into it on the show because I do want to work in the future. Um, but it, but it, <laughs> it didn't work, obviously. Or it uh, didn't, no. no, no, no. Yes, it did for certain things. Yeah, okay. yeah, but not booze. Um, but yeah, it's inter- talking about this Facebook shit. Uh, what's this face app thing where everyone's aging themselves? Someone did it to me today. Yeah, and what what is the conspiracy theory? Have you seen everyone's doing it? You get you get a picture of yeah. your younger self and your older self, right? I've done, I've done it as well. So look at this. It's joke. like a data mining thing, isn't it? Well, can, basically, can, it's just getting out. every like everyone's DNA is getting you all everyone's facial imprints online. So I'd one that look like you see a little bit like John Travolta, yeah, with a bald head, and then one with like long hair there, <laughs> and then uh, that's me aged. Oh Christ. Wow, yeah. yeah. This, this was me from a, from a recent game. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
to me with the blue shirt on. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, it's pretty weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's pretty weird. Can you, like, adjust it to make to make you put on, like, 20 years or 40 if, years? Or yes, years? if you get the paid app. Can you? And no. then you can add moustaches and beards and dye your hair oh, so blonde. It's like a custom and, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you can I do didn't all even that do shit. that. So, someone else did that. And you can retrace your, yourself as well, back to your younger oh. self as well, oh, which is weird. So... Is some there's definitely somebody mining data, probably the US government, I would say, and we're all gonna end up in the in the matrix and enslaved. Well, unless you're completely, uh, you know, if you if you unless you're completely off the dial, I think it's too late anyway. If you're yeah, using we've Facebook, given up all that shit. I mean, I did it today. If you, if you have photos of yourself on I, Facebook, you're fucked anyway. Really. I, no, in fact, I've done it twice over the last week I think uh, I've just used Facebook to log into another thing you know like Le- I did Lazada today you know do you just want to log in through Facebook well it's one click yeah, I don't want to put my fucking details in so you just do that and I did it think the Telegraph last week and of course they're just swapping data like shit aren't they and you're going to be you sh- I should really I mean if you don't read the T's and C's it's pretty it's bad shit isn't it really I'm sure it. but it's so much work to stay off it that's yeah. the thing nowadays it's just it's too much hard work. You have to be off Definitely. the grid. You, I mean, or you have to Ooh. use something like Tor all the time. Like I went through yeah, a phase of web. using Tor. Yeah. Like, and it's just so inconvenient. Like you can't. It's so it, slow. Everything's shit, slow. Isn't it? Yeah. It doesn't save any passwords, and you just it is a pain in the ass. And basically, you have to be very principled and really, uh, really believe it to to want to stick to something. Like what what are we doing? Buying credit card numbers. <laughs> Tor's just like I don't know how to use the dark web. Tor's just like the normal internet. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know how to how to use the dark web, yeah. Well, I, I dug my heels in for a long time, and I only recently recently got a, a smartphone. Yeah, so recently, like a couple saying, of years yeah. ago. But it was it got to a point where I couldn't actually do banking without having a smartphone because yeah. they have to send you a code and then you have to send yeah. it back to them. Otherwise, you can't open your account. And you know, I just it was either. Get a smartphone, yeah, or not be able to this, support I, I my guess family. I guess that's kind of like a weird technological cycle that that you go through with all these kinds of technology. That at first it comes out and it's convenient, and you get a few early adopters, and then there comes a time when if you if you haven't adopted it, then you then you fuck basically. There must be some yeah computers, like yeah, personal PCs. You know. Yeah, have you heard of Moore's law before? That every so often the computer speed doubles, basically, and it's like a yeah, hockey stick. Yeah. It's basically like a hockey stick, and well, we'll get to qu- uh, quantum computing soon, won't we? But uh, Tom, sorry, we've spoken so long, and uh, it's a bit rude to our guests. So no you uh, you you run your own little podcast, right? Little podcast. I'm sorry, you yeah, run no, your own is. podcast. It, yeah. it is a, a little <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah, because we talk about Thai football, and we talk about yeah. Thai football in English, and yeah. kind of the. the amount of people that are interested in that is already very small it's niche right very niche yeah, yeah. so we don't have a lot of people listening and okay. we normally just do it in, in my house i've got one post- podcasting microphone i normally do one-on-one interviews oh, uh, cool. we've talked to a couple of players we've talked to a few fans uh, yeah and nice one. it's also connected to a to a website that we have about uh, the football club i support yeah. run by a, a little group of us foreign fans cool. so the podcast is just a part of the website so we I, write I, articles and we have podcasts and we yeah i think we should probably just give a bit of background because i know a lot of our listeners are in bangkok and well they might be new to bangkok as well so thai port is is like the bangkok thai premier league team i'm sure there's many but and that's it's kind of been adopted by farangs uh, foreigners right there's kind well, of like the day out football day out right yeah kind i of mean thing. you you say there there are probably loads actually in 
the Bangkok metropolitan area, there is only one. Oh, really? Oh, okay. There are a few others, but they're all technically outside outside Bangkok. So there's one in Patam Thani, there's one in Samut Prakan, yeah. there's one out Not like convenient to get to. Watana. So yeah, in the centre of Bangkok, Port is the only, the only yeah. team currently in the top division. Right. So like, how many foreigners would you say are there like, on a weekly basis? Is it? I think probably now a couple of hundred. Good, good couple of hundred. Couple of hundred. That, that's and, decent. And in total... The amount of fans, if the stadium's full, it'll be like 8,000 maybe. That's not bad. Kind of probably average about five, 6,000. And, and do you all sit together? Have you, we, you've been to these games, haven't you, James? I've been to a lot of games, yeah. Yeah, yeah. is yeah. it good? Do you all like sing? Have you got English songs that you sing? We join in with the <laughs> Thai songs mostly oh, because okay. the, actual, the way they do chanting is completely different in Thai football to, yeah. to what it is in English football. In English football, it's kind of more, more spontaneous or at least it more follows the game. Like the chanting right. follows the game, so yeah, when, it's not like when a player when a player yeah. does something, like everyone right. will chant that player's name, or if like the linesman falls over, then everyone will shout the linesman yeah. or something. You know, but yeah. but with Thai football, there's a there's a group of fans with a drum and a loudspeaker, oh, right, cool. and they basically lead the chanting. Yeah. So you do you follow what they're doing? So right. you, know, you learn the kind of club songs and you yeah. chant along with them. So I mean, we do we do have way. similar things in England, don't we? Like the English uh, football team band, like that. whatever they, you know. Dum, yeah, dum, like the Barmy Army dum, and dum, cricket. Dum, yeah, yeah. But they, that's only really for England games. Clubs yeah, don't have that same right, thing. Right, right, yeah. So it's, it's not as I mean, much. Leicester part of have the a drum, culture. don't they? You know, well, and it's it's considered. You know, it's considered really amateurish to have a drummer in your um, football. You know, I mean, you wouldn't get away with a drummer in Millwall. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, um, get a kick the shit out <laughs> Those sticks would be going mate. somewhere very um, sensitive. Yeah. Um, if you don't fucking stop drumming, I'll shove those it's sticks It's almost like cheerleading, isn't it? But it's fun. That's the thing. When, yeah. when you see Thai football, you know, it's uh, it's good fun. And there's, there's, there's always some familiar faces. Is there, there. any is there any racism? Um, nowadays... There is some, but very little. When I started watching, it was pretty pervasive. Yeah. Because so ties have a di- totally different... Do you yeah. mean racism I, against white people? And black. <laughs> yeah, no, I, black I, I'd people, imagine I, with the blacks. I meant pitch. more against yeah, black people. Yeah. There, there is, yeah. And the first game I ever went to, actually, was at uh, the National Stadium next to MBK. Yeah. I went to watch a cup game between Port and BC Terro, and they had a, a black player who... Um, I don't remember who he, what his name was or where he was from... Um, I wasn't following it too closely at that time, but he uh, he flipped off the crowd. I I, I assume they started on him first, yeah. and then yeah, yeah. he reacted in the worst way possible and gave the crowd the finger. Oh, no. And then at, at the end of Thai football, if you haven't been before, you won't know this. All of the teams get together and why every portion of the crowd at the end of the game. Right. So okay. Thai sportsmen yeah, like are overly boxing. respectful, yeah. like re- yeah. really lovely yeah. people, yeah. and uh, so they go around and they why every section and. Um, so this, this guy was forced, like, dragged along with his team to go and why oh, every no. section. And when he got to the section he'd given the finger to, some, uh, some guy ran up behind me. It's my first ever game. And he'd stamped on these Leo cans and uh, basically turned them into ninja throwing stars. Yeah. And he's run up right behind me and just wanged them at this black guy just when he's come oh, over. No. And I was like, oh, no. And I was <laughs> shitting myself because it's coming from where I was. Yeah. I was like, no, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. me. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> So that was, it was definitely pervasive when I started. Nowadays, I haven't heard it at Pat Stadium yeah. um, for years. I haven't heard is a it, single word. What, what's it. it like at Millwall nowadays, James? I haven't been for a while now, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> well, in, in like Italy and Spain, it's still yeah. Yeah. terrible. Yeah. 
really, yeah. really bad. I mean, Russia, I'm Russia is unbelievable. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a there's a story. This was actually Ukraine, not Russia. But there was a former um, head of the Russian, oh sorry, head of the Ukrainian national team. I want to say it's, I think his name is Oleg Blokin, and he was a former like USSR massive famous player. And he said, I'm going to get the quote wrong, but something like. We, we need good Aryan Ukrainian players, not some Zumba Bumba who's just jumped down from a tree, eating a banana, and wants to get oh on the pitch. Oh my god! <gasps> well, that's yeah. I mean, well, well, they have similar views on the gays as well, don't they? So I think they're not they're not very progressive, are they? Our old uh, Russian cousins. No, no one in Thailand's that bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there are still some some backwards views generally in society, not just football. Are there any Gatoy Gatoy players? Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. No, there aren't. There aren't right. not that I know of. There are, Imagine there are that, the boobs bouncing around. But would it, would, one, yeah, one they might have to go in the, in the women's team, though, right? One, mm. one good thing, yeah, mate. well, almost, that's a funny thing, almost all of the Thai women's team, I'm going to go 80% or more. I've got toys. No, Tom. Tra- transgender. Tom's. Tom's. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. cool. So there all are, right. in the, like, cool. <laughs> in, like, a 23 I'd love to get in that shower after the... <laughs> So in like your twenty-three man squad, you might have five girls with long hair. Everyone oh, else really? has short hair, and they're a lot. Of Imagine after they're just licking each other out in the, <laughs> <laughs> the changing rooms. I don't see how it works, though. Is it? Cause you need a Tom and a D. I mean, it's yeah. too, it's too imagine, much. Imagine how like how much demand the five or so Ds yeah. are in, and how, oh, shit, how much yeah. competition there is they're to get in the team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh man, to be on a, to be a fly on the wall at that club, I bet <laughs> those clubs. But, um, <laughs> but there isn't a um, there isn't like a, a, a national league for the women, right? Well, there used to be. It disappeared for a few years. Technically, it's come back this year, but it's an eight-team league, and three of the teams are just the national team, the national under twenty-three team, and the national under nineteen team. So, uh, so it's not a functioning the, league. The, the They're Thai, not professionals. The Thai women just got hammered, didn't they, by America? They like did thirteen nil <laughs> something uh, by the American women. Thirteen or eleven? I think it was thirteen. Like it, it was, was a cricket 13. score, yeah. <laughs> a basketball score. Yeah, but yeah. they got one, I think. It was like they? 13, a consolation. They, they did. Okay, this is a really good thing to talk about. This is a really interesting subject because um, the whole thing got completely misreported. All oh, um, right. Okay. Like. Thailand were at the last World Cup, which is in itself an achievement. Only 32 teams go to a World Cup. Yeah. Thailand are ranked, I think, 35th, 36th. Yeah. So they're a decent team. They're just well, about the men are nowhere near, are they? No, the, the men are 115, 120. Mm. So, so the women are actually, on a global scale, good enough to get into a World Cup, just about. They've done it twice in a row. And in the last World Cup, they won a game. They beat Cameroon, who are pretty decent sometimes you know? yeah. so, so that's, that's already a pretty good achievement but come this tournament they play against USA everyone's watching everyone's going crazy about the women's team they get battered and everyone wants this fucking story right everyone wants uh, like a nice narrative to get stuck into mm-hmm. so they get whooped 13-0 everyone cries at the final whistle everyone feels sorry for them people People uh, start criticising the US women for celebrating all the goals. Yeah, right. and they, they shouldn't have let. Uh, they shouldn't have scored so many. Was, no, no. Was the, I don't think, I saw. the thing is, I don't think anyone really said that. Did you see anyone saying they shouldn't uh, no, have scored I, that many? I heard people saying that they had really? read that. Or, oh, that's you awful. know, I hadn't yeah, seen. Yeah. It. I, I didn't see anyone but, say that, but, but I did say people, and I and it's reasonable. I think that they shouldn't have celebrated as vociferously as they did. Like well, once you've got nine goals, you know, chill out. I was a bit. just about to say, yeah. yeah. When you're celebrating goal eleven and twelve, and you like giving it, yes, yeah. Come on, yes, it's so, a bit much, isn't it? So that happened in the first <laughs> game. They lost 
5-0 in the second game maybe yeah. so he got reasonably whooped in the, in the second game and then in the third game yeah and then the third game was against a Central American team I want to say and uh, was it Chile I think it was Chile so yeah. South American team mm. they got the goal in the last minute yeah. and everyone was like this is such an amazing moment for the Thai women's team this is their first just to ever score World a goal. Cup they've scored a goal this is mm, such and, and it just wasn't true it was completely made up yeah. Thailand were at the last World Cup they won a game the whole thing was just like this little narrative Sounds they American. wanted to weave and Sounds like a American this narrative. is a terrible thing the, the American women's footballers were joining in with it even though some of them had played at the last World Cup where mm. Thailand had fucking won a game yeah. like, grow up. They, they just wanted the attention though and and the yeah. funny thing was the the manager of the Thai women's team. Is a, uh, she's also the owner of the team that I support. She's the uh, she's the port oh, yeah. the owner. She's a very well known person um, in Thailand, basically, and uh, she is a media whore of the highest order. <laughs> she is an incredibly uh, savvy person so when it comes she, to getting a face on media. Does she listen to podcasts? Oh God, no, no. Uh. Um, <laughs> Get some sponsorship. <laughs> oh, man, dude, they'd be in line first. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they Oh, dear. So she... She cried during this final... I mean, she cries all the time. She right, cried the other day yeah. at our game. But she was crying after this final whistle. And, and everyone... No one knew who she was from the international media, but they all took pictures of her and said, this woman in the white jacket, she's done such an amazing job. She's, like, supported this team. Uh, like, oh, you see that T-shirt up. you're wearing? She probably gets a 100 belt for every one of those. <laughs> yeah. Steals it from the orphans. <laughs> <laughs> she's a, she's actually a former assistant governor of Bangkok. Oh, really? She's a very, so uh, she must have some cash if she if she owns Thai port. Massive amounts of cash. Well, she's from a, a semi-royal, very very um, influential, rich family. You know. Yeah, it's all she it's all football. bloodlines, isn't it, in yeah. Thailand? Yeah. Her family name is Lam Sam, which is a, a pretty well known, extremely rich family. Anyone right. with that name is a multimillionaire, basically. Yeah. And it's right, they all marry each other, don't they? All these rich families, and they all marry cousins well, and stuff like they're that. Not, they're they? not allowed to marry outside certain groups. Yeah. I dated one of them when I was at school. I, I went to, really? I went to international school here, right. and I, did, I dated a Bunag, and Bunags are a very, very oh, wealthy old family. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So How if, was if, that? You re, if you read Thai history books, like where you go back to the 1600s, and the Bunags were basically running the place. Like yeah. they, they were using the kings as puppets and like doing the wow. whole thing themselves. Illuminati shit. It's crazy. Yeah. Right. So so these guys, I mean, they actually they have a foundation, a Bunag foundation, where um, any Bunag who's struggling for any, you get registered as a Bunag when you're born and all this. Kind of, so there's a few hundred of them. It's a Bunag. What's a family name? Yeah. So it's a surname. So yeah. we, right. we should explain and the Thai name. Uh, yeah. It's quite this is, this is something we we used to chat about. Um, I'll let you explain, Tom, as you're the guest. Um, um, you're only allowed. It basically, yeah. If once a surname is registered, once it's taken, then it you can't. If you're, if say you um, immigrate to Thailand, you can't just adopt that surname and start using it. Yeah. It can only belong to the people who originally had that family name. So if it's been in Thailand for a long time, there could there can be thousands of people with the same name, yeah. the same surname, but they are all related. So if, if I go to England, yeah, can I example, just change my name to Smith? Absolutely. For, for example, oh, no. Uh, if you got um, if you decided to apply for Thai citizenship here, uh, yeah. Mickey, and uh, they accepted your application yeah. and they said, "Okay, what's your name?" and you said, "Moret." Uh, uh, Moret. Moret. Yes. And, and they said, "Sorry, we already have a Moret. It's taken." Oh really? So you uh, can you choose another name oh, unless wow. you're prove you're related to that person, right? Yeah. So there's only one line allowed, and that's why Thais oh, have man. really fucking long names, right? 
Because really oh, it's just a bit on the end. Yeah, like, or you, a bit in the middle or something. <laughs> just yeah. Like Morit. And Whittier in it, or like yeah. Chai at the end. Moritia. <laughs> Shooter. Moritia. <laughs> but yeah. another reason for that is because the Thai royal family actually gives uh, names with a certain amount of syllables for certain reasons. So I think it's either four or five syllables. If you have a name with four or five syllables, I'm not sure which one it is, yeah. then right. that means it has been given to you by the royal family as, as a mark of respect, I suppose, for something that, that had been done yeah. in the past. And the same, it's the same thing's true with Na Ayutthaya. Like, you can yeah. add Na Ayutthaya to a name, and that means... Or Chao Praya is another one. And that means that you have, your family has done something exceptional in the past wow. and been honoured by the royal family. So there are certain keys that you can pick up on in someone's name if yeah. they have that in their name you know that they're old money oh man I need to educate myself about these things but, so go on anyway, so this, dating this, this chick this thing yeah. basically I, I was with her for a couple of years but this was the last couple of years of high school or what, what, what was a house like as well right so <laughs> she genuinely believed that she was just a completely normal middle class person but yeah. there were as many people working in her house as lived there more people so she had two maids a driver, a bodyguard, and a gardener or two. And there are only three people living in the house. Wow. She, she thought that was middle class. Yeah. And she had no reason to think otherwise because people in international school aren't really exposed yeah. to the outside world. I mean, yeah. it's a kind of gated community. Most people in there are of a similar, right. um, similar level of wealth. Wow. So she had no idea. And yeah, I don't um, know. And, and what, did oh, her parents so approve? Um, they let it go for a while until they thought that it was starting to get a little bit out of hand. And then they just put the foot down. And they really? said, yeah, you're not, like, that's not going to happen anymore. You're not going like, to marry this guy? No, it's not going to happen. Wow. So, so they just would not allow it to, to happen, even if she really loved it. It'd be like, you're marrying someone equal to you who's tied from a good family. You're not marrying this fucking Falang guy. It's pretty, pretty much pretty arranged, much. yeah. Pretty much arranged. Wow, there's, wow. there's a certain pool that you can choose from, and it's, and it's normally... The thing is, for them it's almost everyone they know anyway because they grow yeah. up in that circle. Right. So, so it's like they think, oh, I can marry anyone who I know yeah. because all the people they know are people of a similar status. So, so, right. so say one family society. are into manufacturing goods and another yeah. family are into distributing goods. Um, they would, the manufacturing yeah. family would want to, you to hook up with the daughter of the distributor right. and then another kind of link is made. That's a simple way to kind of explain yeah, it. Yeah, and then, and then you become building. more powerful. Empire building, yeah. exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. the oh, assets. That, are, that, that uh, makes sense. Right, I might have to divorce my wife and try and marry into something. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, no. I love Thai, you, darling, if you listen. <laughs> Thai families are so close as well that if when your parents tell you something like that, it's you're not gonna fight back. Yeah. Like, how, how old were you at the time? Nineteen. Okay, so okay, so you were at that stage where it could have got serious. Right? Yeah. Could have done. Yeah. So what, where did, did she have, like, a huge house and like, a oh, mansion? Yeah. Well, they were, like I said, she was an only child, so it wasn't, like, a massive house, but it was probably, like, five bedrooms or something. Like I said, they had gardeners, maids, drivers. She had a bodyguard. Yeah. She had a bodyguard that went, like, that drove us around when I right. went to see it. Did you have sex with her? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was a bodyguard, was a bodyguard really watching? Did you have a gun to your head? <laughs> yeah. She was actually a Tom as well. The bodyguard was a Tom. <laughs> really? Oh, it was a woman? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, women can be bodyguards. I'm, I'm progressive. That's all right. Yeah. As long as the butch big enough, can handle themselves. No bit of martial arts or whatever. I shut up, Mickey. <laughs> Digging myself into a hole. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to. Uh, I, I was saying to James, maybe we can put this podcast out. Well, 
Nah, up to you. If you want to put this out on yours and, and ours, but maybe do a bit of cross pollination. Is that yeah, what it's well, called? Cross. Pro- what's the term for that? It's called a. Uh, um, oh. I said it you, the other day, didn't I? You sent it to me in a message. You said, "Oh, it's swapcast." Swapcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's okay. Swapcast. But, well, yeah, yeah. Well, I think we'll put we'll put something on the website to link to this, and nice one. you guys can link to yeah. to Sandpit from yeah. from your podcast. What, what was what we're going to talk about? This this chick on. Uh, did you hear about this chick on? Well, I wanted to get into Epstein as well, but we discussed that. We, we haven't put it out yet, but we discussed it on the last show, we didn't did, we? A little bit. He's. I was thinking the the, the other day. He is he going to get granted bail? Because he's got, like, several jets, several helicopters. He lives on an island. I mean, he's the definition of flight risk, right? He can disappear easily. Or can he? Do you think someone with that amount of money could disappear? Is it easier (laughs) when you've got millions and... Well, you've got got billions of dollars because what are you going to do with your cash? You're just going to withdraw it all out and put it in your pockets and line your suits with it and shit and put it on your boat and... I don't know. I would imagine someone with that kind of wealth and uh, that kind of lifestyle would have uh, one or two con- t- contingency plans. Escape plans, yeah. yeah. They must right. They must take his passport during these legal proceedings, though, surely. Yeah, but if you've got your own jet, and yeah. shit, I'm sure they're on don't a need, helicopter. Don't need customs. Don't and he's got, customs he's got, got yachts and speedboats. Yeah. But, but where would he go? I mean, he's got an island already, but he can't disappear there. Presumably that's... Is that American... Waters. I think so, yeah. And just, he's, he's just a, go to the Bahamas he, or something. Right? Yeah, I mean, he's incredibly recognisable as well. He, he'd probably have to live a bit like shitty, wouldn't he? Well, let's, let's think about it. If you were to get, uh, you know, uh, extreme surgery, if you were to, if you were to have a, a, a contingency plan which involved jumping in the helicopter, going to a hospital clinic yeah. that's on standby having some plastic surgery done, facial rearrangement, yeah. maybe change the colour of your skin or something, then you've got a choice. You could uh, have some fake documents, a fake passport already yeah. set up, and then kind of disappear back into society. And then you have like, to kill, kill like all your plastic Thailand. surgeons and stuff. Uh, yeah, Thailand, right? That should be a good place. Laos, Laos find a or Vietnam. Non-extradition like country yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Go and live with yeah. Gary Glitter Ecuador. in Cambodia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, what do you do, or or do you uh, just stay and face the music? Well, the thing is, I mean, he He's stayed and fucked. well, no, he didn't face the music last time, did he? He just had a sweetheart deal where he was going. He was just sleeping in jail, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he was allowed out he went sixteen hours a day or something, and he was only allowed That's to sleep right, yeah. at night. That's outrageous! I mean, Jesus in. Christ, he raped underage girls and he got thirteen months. I mean, that is just. But who's he upset for this to come back on him again? Who who's upset? Who who's leveraging who? Who's who's trying to get something from somebody else at the moment where where Epstein's being leveraged? Something's happening, and I read that it was Mossad. Um, right. I might have said this on the last podcast as well, but Mossad, the, you know the Israeli, the Israeli, Israeli intelligence, yeah, they're trying to uh, keep pump Trump a puppet. Yeah. So this, they're saying, look, what we're doing to so Epstein. So is this a threat? Because, we'll do because it Trump was well. connected to Epstein. Yeah, 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 exactly. We'll they expose were the same you. parties, weren't they? Exactly. You, you keep being an Israeli puppet or, or else kind of thing. But Could be right. Yeah, I, I was going to, yeah. Trump is the ultimate Israeli puppet, isn't but, he? But the he must he's have behaving. Up, he's, Epstein must have, because he, he was clean and clear. He'd done his time. So something's happened. Something's changed. And I just wonder what it is. James, we got me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, fuck uh, no. Epstein. 
Yeah. Is it Epstein or Epstein? Epstein. Mm. Yeah, because you've got Harvey Weinstein and Harvey Weinstein yeah, as well. Epstein was the Beatles manager, right? That's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he Brian. was, wasn't he? Brian. Brian Epstein, yeah. Epstein. So, yeah, have you heard about this chick as well? Okay, so this is a story I, I haven't heard about, about, but I'm interested in social influencer. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't remember her name now. Um, but she's Instagram. I'll, I'll Google it. Instagram influencer killed. Uh, yeah. Low-level influencer. So e-girl. what does low-level mean? <laughs> 20, 30,000 well, followers? Well, this is interesting. This, this is something I wanted to bring up. Tom, right? She's called Bianca Devins, and apparently at the time of her death, she only had like 2,500 followers. That's not, that's not, she's not an influencer. And now she's got like 150,000. <laughs> she's a posthumous Post- influencer. Posthumous. <laughs> Why are people going to follow her now? It's not like she's going to post any new shit, is it? But people are just... It's, people are Band dark, aren't jumpers. they? Band people are dark. Jumpers. But this dude who killed her slit her throat... And then fucking uploaded Instagram stories of the pictures of her. You can still find them now on 4chan. So he wasn't uh, chasing a celebrity. This was a personal event. Well, let's let's have a look. I mean, the way... way He's he's called Andrew Brandon... Brandon Andrew Clark, right? Okay. Uh, Influence... A low-level influencer allegedly killed an e-girl. Oh, a low-level influencer allegedly killed an e-girl. So So he he was was a low-level influencer. Well, okay, so he's got two... Does that make her a high-level influencer? Maybe. He's got 2,800 followers. That's nothing. But now he's right. got 150. No, that, no, this is her who got... Mo- anyway, let, let's find out. Let's dig into the details. I want to see millions to make this a story. Ask no, the subject. No, it's never going to be millions. No? No. No, she de- would definitely... Mi- millions is a mega celebrity. He was allegedly updating his Instagram story with photos of the victim. Um, a low-level Instagram influencer killed a popular e-girl, popular, and posted photos of her body on social media sites, police said... Brandon Andrew Clark, 21, allegedly killed fellow influencer Bianca Devins, a 17-year-old from Utica, New York, Utica, in his car, and according to police, posted photographs of her body to Instagram, 4chan, and Discord. Um, so, I'm just trying to get to the bottom. Oh, here we go. Clark was known as blah, blah, blah. So, she had 3,000. Um, she only had 3,000. No, no, that's him. That's him. Um... Okay, Devin's account, which was still active as of Monday, had around 6,000 followers at the time of her death. That's also rubbish. It's, yeah, she's, not an in, she's not an influencer, is she? I, I, that's 6, like 000. my Twitter and my Facebook number. No, I, I think the influencer it? thing must yeah. start at about 20,000, 30,000. I've got 21,000 on... You can't be called an influencer unless you I've got 21,000 on Twitter. That makes me an influencer. Doesn't it? I Maybe. think 20,000 is a good number, right? And, and Facebook yeah. is capped at five... So there's her, look, Bianca, 6,691. She hot? She, she is really hot, actually. <laughs> she, no, no, okay, no, so no I think, seriously, I look at her. the story here is two, oh, yeah. two people killed each other and they happened to have social media accounts. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But let's... Um, Were they um, socially... Connected. Did they know each other socially? Well, um, no, he could yeah. have stalked her online. I mean, this yeah, I don't know, actually. Mate. I don't offline. know. But uh, yeah. I was just trying to find her, what her handle is now. It's um, Bianca, Bianca, S-E-S-T-C-E-T-C, E-E-E-S-C-T-Y. I'm going to see if I can find her on Instagram now and see how many followers she's got now. <laughs> uh, so that's e- interesting. S-C-T-Y. Will the killer or the killed now have more followers? I was thinking about <laughs> yeah. starting a business for... 
uh, when celebrities die and they need someone to take over their social media accounts, you know, uh, whether it's in the estate or not. So all your, your Facebook, your Twitter, Instagram, all your files and stuff like that, all your pictures and media can be handled by this one company who are media specialists. Mm. And a name for this, I thought, would be Def Cloud. That'd be awesome. <laughs> and you De- can do, you can do stuff Cloud like, surfaces. on this day in 2015... Yeah. This person through yeah. this concert and post a video clip. Especially if they still got product to sell. Yeah, and a lot of people work independently on social media. You know, they're not working for record companies or for uh, 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 model Def agencies Cloud. or anything. Def Cloud. <laughs> That's quality. Uh, and, and then the, you know, and then the slogan would be like every Def or every cloud has a silver lining. You know. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see you pitch this to the family of someone who's recently died. <laughs> it, it looks like there, there's no links to her accounts. It looks like they've been yeah. But I, I was listening to another podcast earlier, and it said that them that she had 150 thousand as of like three days after a death or something. So wow. that, that is weird, isn't yeah. it? I bet he got a lot as well, though. I, be, I bet he has actually. Yeah, but they the must have frozen his account now is after he, the death pictures. But. Did he? Die or is no, no, he's, he's he's been held by the police okay. now. Yeah, um, but what I was this on the same podcast I was listening to earlier. Have you ever heard of the Toy Box Killer? No. Toy Box David Parker Ray. No. Oh man, when when you get a chance, have a look at this guy. He he basically had these this um, trailer, I think, in in Elephant Butte. It was called in like the middle of or the I think the south of America, so North America, being the south. Um, and he would uh, kidnap. <coughs> got a frog in my throat. He would kidnap these girls, and he would like he had these like chairs where he would strap them up with the legs open and all that kind of stuff. Right. And when they he would he would drug them so they were asleep. And when they woke up, it, there was a tape playing. You might have heard of this guy now. There was a tape playing, just right. of his voice saying, "What I'm about to do to you." I'm going to do unimaginable things to you. When I'm finished, my dog's going to come in and do it to you. My friends are going to do it to you. And so you can hear the actual tape on YouTube of him, what he played to the girls who he, murd- who he raped and murdered. Um, but the, 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 the girl... <laughs> it's not funny, Jack. <laughs> no, the girl who, who kidnapped people with him was called Cindy Hindi. Weird name, right? And she's been let, she's been let out of prison any day now. But this tape, just to wind back, if we can... Should we play it? To this tape. Yeah, let's play it. And is it his voice? Yeah. He records himself. Yeah. And was this... Is it super during, creepy? During the kind of torture? It, no, it was, it was when they woke up. It, no, it was when they woke up before they saw him, just when they're waking up, before they know where they are, before they see him. Um, oh, that's that so is super creepy. Up. That is super creepy. You wake up in a chair trying to work out how you got there and the first thing you hear maybe you see a tape recorder yeah, yeah. If young people nowadays wouldn't even know what down. that means yeah. <laughs> right now I doubt it wrists and ankles chained gagged probably blindfolded hello there bitch are you comfortable right now I doubt it wrists and ankles chained gagged place, probably blindfolded you are disoriented and scared too I would imagine perfectly normal under the circumstances for a little while at least you need to get your shit together and listen to this tape it is very relevant to your situation i'm going to tell you in detail why you have been kidnapped and what's going to happen to you and how long you'll be here 
I don't know the details of your capture because this tape is being created July 23rd, 1993 as a general advisory tape for future female captives. The information I'm going to give you is based on my experience dealing with I to get your wrists and ankles loose and know that you can't. Now, you're going to wait and see what's going to happen next. You probably think you're going to be raped and you're fucking sure right about that. Our primary interest is in what's between your legs. You'll be raped thoroughly and repeatedly in every hole you've got. Because basically, you've been snatched and brought here for us to train and use as a sex slave. Sound kind of far out? Well, I suppose it is to the uninitiated. But we do it all the time. It's going to take a lot of adjustment. It's 11 minutes long. And you're not going to okay. like it a fucking bit. But I don't give a big so rat's we, ass. Put it out as a separate episode. Yeah. Fucking hell. So, 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 wonder, the, so, it, so the woman that kidnapped people is just about to be released. That is, I mean, she should never get so out. So why, why was it called the toy box? Because of his box of toys that he used to oh, sh- rape them with. Oh, dear. Yeah. I wonder, have you seen the movie he? Saw? Yeah. I wonder if uh, James Wan and uh, the Australian uh, guy who worked with him listened to that tape. Yeah. He saw the one where people wake up in a room and yeah. they have to... Yeah, yeah, yeah right, yeah, yeah fucking hell. They're, they yeah. were great, the first movies. Uh, yeah, James Wan's a fantastic filmmaker. He yeah. did like, The Conjuring recently. And that, that Do you reckon he oh, was right. watching her on a webcam while he was playing the tape? Like a sword, yeah. 93? No, no, no. I mean, in that scenario with the tape, I bet when he plays the tape, he's also watching her on a webcam. Yeah. Because he must be getting off on that, right? The reason he's doing it... Or a two-way mirror, yeah. A two, yeah, maybe a, a two-way mirror. mirror. Yeah. That sounds a bit high-tech for something. But 1993. <laughs> Was this 1993? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it won't have been a webcam, but it could have just yeah, been a, cam- yeah. a CCTV camera, right? Oh, yeah. It could have been a mirror, just a yeah, two-way mirror. Yeah. So I don't know where you'd buy a two-way mirror, but he, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a bit he like was a rapist. So. Sure. <laughs> he's, he's already stepped outside the realms of yeah. normality. Yeah, he's, so. it's not like he's, he sees something as a challenge and <laughs> yeah. decides not to do it. You know, but... <laughs> That is frightening, though, isn't it? That's Did, really that's really bad. And it, that, that's part one. That's only part one. And it's eleven minutes long. So he, he goes through that. He, well, anyway, listen to it and, and uh, get some details ab- about you the story. He's written himself a script and he's reading it. Probably. Or yeah. if he's just going. It off sounded. The top of his head. Some it of it sounded like he was reading to me. Yeah. So I think some of it was ad libbed, and he probably had a little bit of a. Look at us trying right, I reckon to... He, I reckon he added the fuckings in there. Yeah, like, yeah, he exactly. The, like, he tried to get some more emotion in there. But, yeah. But he'd written it like... Can you imagine him, like, recording it, like... <clears throat> <clears throat> take one. <clears throat> Hello. Uh, <clears throat> oh, that was shit. And then rewinding it and going back. and <laughs> Just, like, totally normal. That's a one-take job, isn't it? Like us doing be. podcasts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no editing. <laughs> no, I reckon... I reckon... I agree. I reckon it took loads of takes. Yeah. I reckon he had, like, 15 Kept goes fucking it. it up, yeah. Yeah, but uh, at what point do you realise that you're making a terrible mistake, you know? Yeah, it's but it's probably when the police knock on his door. He's obviously a psychopath, and yeah. he doesn't think that he's doing anything wrong. Mm. I'll tell you what, this yackle has really soothed things. That heart-related decision there. Yeah, because calm things down. James was telling me that I needed some alkali-based shit. Yeah, so I, I came to the rescue and bought that uh, yeah. large yakult. Because I thought this was okay, but I think Coke's quite acidic, isn't it? Yeah. Because they do stuff like leave um, teeth, don't they, in a glass of Coke, and they're gone with <laughs> a week or something. <laughs> Basically melt one, away. It's more acidic than beer. With... Coke. With an egg, I think it's a hard-boiled egg. We've seen what happens if you submerge a hard-boiled egg 
in Coke and you leave it for, I think it's 24, 32 hours. No. It basically turns into like, you know, stress ball? The yeah. kind of thing you just squeeze and it, and it never explodes. Really? That's what happens to an egg, apparently. I mean, I'm going to do that. It's, it's one of these, you, like, Facebook things. So you things boil it and, you and then de-shell it and then put it in. And then you put it in, submerge it in Coke and you leave it for whatever, day and a half. You pick it out and you oh, can just squeeze good. it like that. And then It'd be the, smelly though, wouldn't it? It'd, oh, it'd leave disgusting. a smell on your hands. Well, eggs do smell a bit, but no, it's worth, it'd be worth doing. Do you know once, and I didn't realise this for like a and, week. And here's one I made earlier. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 my wife put a hard, I, my wife used to give me a hard boiled egg every day to take to work. This entirely, it was only about six months ago. And she put one in the pocket of my bag and I forgot about it. Yeah. And I was on the sky train and I was like, what is that smell? And there were people around me going, like, covering the noses and, like, moving away from me. And I was like, what? What is that? And I didn't... It still didn't click that day. And then I could smell it at work the, like, next day. I was thinking, what is that? And basically this egg had, like, rotted in my bag. (laughs) I had to throw, like, the bag away. I had had documents, like a notepad that I used to write work stuff in. I had to throw that away. Everything stunk of pens. Everything. Like, even plastic shit. Couldn't get off. Pens. Pens. Yeah. At least it wasn't if, a Mont if Blanc. If you live in a, in a cold country like the UK and you have a dog you have to walk, boil a couple of eggs, stick them in your pocket, <laughs> in your coat, and you can use them as hand warmers, right? <laughs> They've just been boiled. <laughs> and, I'm and, so glad I haven't been back to the UK. And then when they cool down, you can have a tasty snack. Oh. Hey, hey, look at this, right? What, what, what do you think to this? Um, how, how old's the Earth? About... So billions of years, right? Billions of years, would you say? It's been around a while. Sounds right. Right. Um, do these thi- have you heard of these things that were found in Africa called... Cl- cl- K-L-E-R-K-S-D-O-R-P. Clerkstorp. Clerkstorp. Right? They were found it in Africa. Like board, and they look man-made, right? And they're dated at 3.5 billion years old. So there's all sorts of fucking theories going around now on the internet. Like, there may be... Well, the theory I was was listening to the other day was that maybe like three and a half... Well, 2.8 billion years, it says there. um, That maybe 2.8 billion years ago, aliens came and they tried to terraform the planet. So they dropped... We had fun with this, didn't we? They dropped these balls... (laughs) On and how it contained bacteria, whatever, and like they, whatever. But what, what do you think to that? 2.8 billion Ain't, years? Well, do, do they look man made to you? Tom, Tom's a big uh, supporter of ancient aliens. I'm not oh, a yeah. supporter of the theory, but I love watching it. <laughs> He's cool, I isn't he? love watching Pure it. Pure comedy. It's, um, it's great fun. I've watched loads of it. Andrew, what's he called? The Greek guy who does it. Oh. He's so funny, right? The, with the hair. Asians guy. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> no, he, he always, like, just whatever aliens. he says, aliens. But yeah, yeah. There's a good uh, a meme, meme on Facebook yeah. where they just change the uh, aliens to Asians, which I quite enjoy. <laughs> George uh, Antopoulos or something he's yeah, called well, in it. But, uh, yeah. yeah. So you, yeah, I love that. I, I really enjoy watching it. Um, Have you seen the the two Pakal's sarcophagus? Have you ever seen that? It's called Pakal's sarcophagus. Is it the one where the guy looks like he's in a spacecraft? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. He's got like his hand on a pedal and stuff like that, or his foot on a pedal. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll show you it, James, if, if you haven't seen it. So it looks like he's controlling a spaceship. Um, 
you can like see him and he likes like looks as though his foot's on a pen it looks as though there's something off his nose like he's like, like a breathing thing, yeah. a breathing apparatus and it looks like there's fire coming out the back of the ship here and it looks like a spaceship going where's this from uh, uh, C- Central America it's a Mayan oh it's Mayan yeah that's pretty mad, the, isn't the it? Thing, the thing I find... And I there's always, like, helicopters and planes, isn't there? Symbols of them. When, really weird. When I watch these episodes of Ancient Aliens, basically, I love that they're just bringing up all of this information, which genuinely mainstream archaeologists don't want to talk about because they don't really understand it. it doesn't and it, fit and into it doesn't their fit into their worldview. Right, yeah. And that's really interesting. But yeah. they always make the same fucking link, and they're wrong. Like, they're, like they, they all have about five different ideas about, you know, aliens did this, aliens mm. did that. And they're wrong. But they're making such interesting points. I wish they weren't wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Like, I wish they had a coherent theory. And, and, and it's kind it of sense. sad that, that they just don't believe that humans had the ingenuity and the sort of... In, you know, ingenuity, I guess, is the word, to, to actually pull off I mean, building the pyramids. The, the pyramids is the perfect example because they must yeah, have had we, help. We've Why? worked out we've worked out how they've done it more or less now. Yeah. Right? Like the way they, they built ramps all the way up and then at the corners they had like a pulley thing and you know, there there yeah. is a way they physically could have done it, rolling it on logs and all, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. It just takes an unbelievable amount of organizational <laughs> genius yeah. like and slavery obviously. I mean not just genius, but they were enslaving thousands of people I'm sure and it, and that's very bad. Mm-hmm. But like it sounds like the way it would have worked is that one person person may have spent years maybe decades maybe a lifetime just working on one detail creating yeah. one stone shaping yeah in fact one it might stone. be multiple generations doing it yeah. yeah and how that's just that's unfathomable to us that like but well, imagine our, our how cathedrals much in england took four yeah, hundreds of years yeah. to build, didn't they? what as well and, yeah. and imagine like yeah uh, just imagine how much skill in stonework develops under those conditions yeah. that doesn't exist now. <clears throat> so we think, oh, with modern machinery, we can't even do that. Yeah, that's because yeah. we don't have to. Like, I must admit, the ones where they've drilled little holes though, through like things, that, that, that gets me about how they did that. Yeah, no, I, I love the bits that you're talking about where I don't know how to explain yeah. it. They've got a really interesting point. It's just that the way they're trying to explain it is almost always yeah. wrong. <laughs> I, I must admit, though, Tom, I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't get all these connections with aliens. I think it's interesting. I think it, some of this unexplainable stuff is fun, isn't it? But I do, I do subscribe to Graham Hancock's um, theory that we have been fed a lot of bullshit about our history and that it's, it is a lot yeah. older. Well, there was a very recent discovery in, I want to say, Greece. Did you hear about this? Um, what a temple is it? A new, a new no, I, I think it was just human remains. Oh right, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And there yeah. were human, actual Homo sapien remains, which were, I want to say, two hundred thousand years old. Wow, in okay. Greece, and yeah. the first out of Africa was supposed to be what eighty thousand years ago. Yeah. So yeah. So if that's and, and, real, and, yeah, it's all wrong, and there's a very good chance it is all wrong. Yeah, it's almost always all wrong, right? Like, yeah, and, and the gatekeepers the of this history, they don't, they don't want to rewrite it. And, and no, we know be, we've been around for 400,000 years now, don't we? Yeah, but but the, I think the main theory, the current theory that most archaeologists are subscribing to, is that people were in they, they were started in kind of Kenya, Ethiopia. And then they moved mm. south, and they got to South Africa, and then they you know, obviously spread out across Africa. But they didn't make the move across what's now um, Morocco, the, Spain. The, no, the, no, no, the bridge between um, East Africa and the, the Middle East. Okay, so getting yeah, across yeah, to yeah, Oman, yeah. Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Oh, I see. Because yeah. um, yeah. that at the yeah. time would have been um, 
the water was so low that you could have walked across yeah. and you yeah. could kind of see from one into the other yeah. so that people didn't make that trip until 80,000 years ago and then right. people kind of moved through um, the Middle East and, and then India and then Southeast Asia and then Australasia and all that yeah. kind of well, I've, I've heard um, that as well that there's alternative theories now that, that the Aborigines might have been even older that there's some cave paintings in the, Aborig- in the, the Australian in, in Australia that are fucking As far really, as I know, the Australians really are like forty to 50,000 years old. Are the the, the oldest Aborig- remains that have been found, yeah. Okay, right. But that's pretty old. I mean, yeah, so yeah, yeah. if you think, I mean, if they left 80,000 years ago, like we're saying this is the original theory, maybe that's being challenged now with these new discoveries, mm. but then only, I mean, only 40,000 years to get yeah, all the way there. And it sounds like our hist- the history of the Americas is, is completely wrong as well. It's, it, 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 yeah. I think that is it the Bering Land Bridge? Is yeah. it the open? Yeah, I, I think where, where the, they, these archaeologists they box themselves into ice, a theory bridges, yeah. where during one of the hot spells, I, I don't know enough about the history of, of the Earth mm. to be able to tell you exactly when it was. I want to say twelve thousand years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that, that's that, when that they reckon that things down, had a reset. It cooled right. down enough that people could, or maybe it was cold enough where people yeah. could get across yeah. I'm not one way or the other yeah. maybe it was frozen over and that's when they could have got across mm. but again it seems like that's wrong yeah and people don't want to people so don't want to change James you're things. you're kind of uh, you're not an academic but you're a teacher <laughs> not by any stretch of the imagination well yeah okay but you, I think you're the, one of the smartest people I know what what would wh- why do why do these the sort of gatekeepers of this information why are they so stubborn about new information and changing their sort of well, thesis it's, it's it's a belief isn't it any kind of uh, idea that's shared by a number of people um, becomes uh, if it's a small number of people it's a theory mm. and if it's a larger number of people particularly if they're academic institutions that are linked up across the world it becomes mm. a belief and a right. belief can often become a faith yeah, know, if it's if it's widespread enough, and people don't like to change their beliefs, particularly if it's what they've been taught. Mm. Um, but scientists should be better than that, shouldn't they? They, they should, should be able, they able should. to look at new research. They absolutely. And, and, but people spend a lifetime. People spend a lifetime researching very small elements of very small yeah, theories, right, yeah. and their entire life's work is based on lost. this yeah. theory yeah. being right. So yeah. someone might research like a 500-year period it's between like exactly 11,000 BC and 10,500 BC and everything... They have the, to destroy the, the empire they've created. Exactly, all the assumptions yeah. that they base their work on, yeah. if they're wrong, then it's just a complete waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it won't be ultimately because their work will be able to be repurposed and fit into whatever new theory yeah. exists. Yeah, and of, and of but course, they don't feel that way when they're, I'm sure. Yeah, it's it's going to piss you off, isn't it? Really? <laughs> it is yeah, going to piss yeah, you yeah, off. Yeah, but now we, do, we don't rubbish um, Pla- Plato for the things he got wrong, do we? We don't, you know, people hold certain yeah. beliefs at certain time because of the information available. It doesn't mean you're stupid. It doesn't mean... That, that you're an idiot it just means that from the information you had at that time that's the that's the the, the, the conclusion that you okay, came to and as new information comes along it but changes. one of okay but one of the reasons why plato is kind of plato's okay in that sense is because people ended up building the western philosophical system off his ideas yeah he was the winner they built it off him like 
So, yeah, right, his, okay. but, but his people who still stand, right? But people, other people, not all of his theories stand, obviously. But but the basis is the basis of Western philosophical thought, and yeah. pe- the people who aren't the basis of philosophical thought, people do laugh at. <laughs> like, yeah. That's the thing. True. Like he was only lucky to be right about certain things. You he wasn't what? right about most things. I said Plato, and I haven't got a clue what he was right and wrong about. Well, that was Plato just a fucking a name that came up meta- to me. Metaphysics. Uh, and, I'm talking uh, shit. Plato. Plato was basically forms. He was uh, so so. He believed that there was an ideal. Didn't he invent the telescope? No. That, who was that? Can't have been Plato. Was, that must have come those, much um, much later. No, okay, Plato go on. was carry uh, on. He was he was uh, one of the Greek founders of uh, early theories of thought. Yes. Metaphysics being one that each real event has a uh, similar um, metaphysical. Who was the guy that got event? into trouble with the and Catholic also, Church for um, saying we weren't the centre of the universe? Wasn't that Plato? Galileo? Oh, it was Galileo, and he invented much the much later than Plato. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Um, but Pl- so Plato's <laughs> main thing was uh, the idea of forms, Galileo, which means yeah. that every every object that exists in the world has an ideal form. And everything exists on that. So this cup is a version of cup, but ultimately cup mm. is a higher form which exists, and all cups aspire, kind of, or are a version of that cup. And he okay. also believed that all knowledge was innate, that you were born with it. Yes, and, it and you just, just had to discover it. Just an extraction. Yes. Which, because, which and that's you can because, challenge that theory now. And that's because all of those yeah. forms exist, right? So, so you oh, know innately about what yes. cups are. You just have to discover it. And you know also what right is and what wrong yeah. is and, and what uh, knowledge is and all of these things. Yeah, so a cup's got to be a certain shape, a whole liquid, and there's a perfect way to do that. There's a, there's a right way and there's a wrong way to do it, yeah. and there's a perfect form for a cup. And if there's a perfect form, it can only be one thing. And these, the objects, when, when the object's born. the easiest way to understand it, but the more interesting way to talk about it is in terms of things like right and wrong. Yes. Where, where you actually, there is justice there is yeah. rightness yeah. and wrongness and he believed that and he he spent his entire life or basically he bases all of his work off socrates and socrates is a character who never wrote anything down but he's the main character in all of plato's socrates dialogues was his teacher yes or, or well yes yeah basically and how so- do you two know all this shit i like reading about philosophy it's good fun yeah. oh. um so any, yes any books you can recommend Anything by Plato. <laughs> right. okay. no, like, everything Plato wrote was a dialogue in which Socrates is a character. Yeah. So, so Socrates basically wanders around. He's a complete dickhead. And he, he wanders around and basically challenges everyone's assumptions. Mm. And he says, you're wrong, and this is why. And he's thought about it incredibly deeply. Yeah, right. He's obviously a very intelligent person. Oh, this is a Socratic Com- method. Exactly. So, right. yeah, the Socratic method is challenging people's beliefs and just arguing with them <laughs> until you convince them that you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that's okay. what he did. He spent his entire life wandering around, arguing with all the most intelligent people. And the reason he did it was, was because he had a vision when he was, um, not, I don't want to say young, but maybe in his mid-twenties or something, where, um, what, what, what was it? I can't remember exactly, but basically someone told him that he was the, like, the most intelligent person or something, and he, he tried for his entire life to prove that wrong. Right. So he spoke to every person he could who he thought could challenge his beliefs, oh. and basically he never found anyone. <laughs> but ultimately, ultimately, he got executed for uh, for refusing to change his beliefs. Yeah, yeah. Sticky. I, I was thinking. Do you know what? When I, I when I said Plato, I wasn't even thinking of Plato. I was thinking of Gal- Galileo. 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 Yeah. Fucking that sound dumb. I am. Just think of an old name and. Well, what was anyway. a philosopher? Was a 
like a astronomer. navigator, astronomer. Astronomer, yeah. yeah. But it wasn't Galileo. Always, a scientist. Oh, it was also in general, a thinker, wasn't he? Was a traveller as well. Navigator. Anyway, he didn't invent the yeah. telescope. Apparently, it's bullshit. I just read it now. It's been debunked. You sent us oh, really? to an interesting uh, thread anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for yeah. that. So, yeah. Anyway, we're an hour in now. So, I mean, that's enough, really. I, I could go on. Do you want to have a break? Uh, have a drink? Or do you want to, do you want to finish? Uh, oh, that, that, that's... Uh, uh, Should we just carry on for a bit? Yeah. Uh, no, I could have... Do talk about pool? Yeah, let, let me get yeah. a beer first. And then, uh, let's we let's come turn back from and, and we talk about Paul. Yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it? That I don't know. I, I, the more, the longer I'm here, the less I kind of want to get back to England. I mean, it's different for me now because my parents have passed away. But um, I, I did one. I, I mean, if if they were around, I'd definitely go back just to see them. But that, that's probably the only reason. I mean, I miss my mates, but in Nairsborough, North Yorkshire, I miss them all. But we'll talk to them anyway on Facebook and stuff, and call them. So my parents come here every couple of years, and yeah. most of my mates are here anyway because I grew up here. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, yeah, so your foundations here. Yeah, I'm not too bothered about going back to England. It's not for me. It's not going back to England. It's going to, to England. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. It feels a bit like that for me now. Actually, when was the last time you were back, Jane? A while ago. I don't know, mate. Uh, Two thousand. Definitely this century. Uh, I think. <laughs> 15 or something like that, 2016. So yeah. I haven't been for a few years. But yeah. uh, the things I like to do back in the uh, back in the UK are go, it's like going to the pub. Yeah, I uh, love going chat, back in winter. Chatting, chatting to the friends, chatting yeah. with mates. And we, I can do that here. And what's better, I can record it as well. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I quite like the podcast idea. That not <laughs> yeah. only do you go into a pub, you go into a back room of a pub. You know, And have a good chat. And, and you have a good chat, which you would do anyway. And yeah. you get to listen to it, you know, when you yeah. when you're sober. Why don't we have a chat about about sportsmen while we're here? Because when yeah. was the first time you went to sportsmen? Uh, it was the old sportsmen, right, yeah. um, and it was in a place called Washington Square. Washington Square, which yeah. was uh, near Soy Twenty Two. It's on the corner of Soy Twenty Two. You know where Emporium is? Yeah. You know where that dinosaur park used to be before it yeah. got burnt down? Oh, Soy 22 is where all the bars are now. There's yeah. like a few girly but, bars but on it's that corner. Just, it's on the just main road. To the, yeah, it's on the main road. And so there used to be an entrance from the main road. And it was this. So before, you remember what it was before it was Sportsman? Uh, so it was a bar called Studio 22. Okay. And Studio 22. Well, that is a long time ago. Yeah. Well, that's when. So that was when I was growing up here and it was when I was just getting to the age when I was starting to think about uh, going out and drinking and basically Studio 22 was the only place that would serve anyone like wearing our school uniforms we'd turn up in our school uniforms and they would it was a complete dive they they had pool tables they had oh it was just a complete dive so we used to go there and um, on weekends maybe get a couple of drinks Um, that was awful and then that but that shut down and became the sportsman. And it's a big so we started place, going there. It? It's like an aircraft hangar. Okay, the brilliant thing about that was when the sportsman first opened, they were paying less in rent than they were in electricity bills. No because, way. Because the, that whole Washington Square 
was condemned basically because it had been already it had already been bought by the Mole Group who own Emporium, mm-hmm. and they hadn't decided what to do with it yet, right. which is why they ended up building a shitty dinosaur park on it because they had no idea what they were right. doing because yeah, yeah, they yeah. already had a shopping center on that side of the road, and then they were planning to build another shopping center on the other side of the road. There was, there was the some rumors about that, right? as to why the dinosaur park burnt down actually wasn't there oh, there was a yeah, fire so there definitely, yeah. definitely an insurance that's job that's dodgy as fuck because uh, yeah. like, it's them like, like I said they have a shopping centre there and then another one on the other side of the road yeah. which who the fuck came up with that idea oh, and no. then they also owned the land there like what are they doing but anyway yeah they bought this land in which the sportsman was on so basically yeah. sportsmen were told we're going to kick you out any minute mm. so your rent is basically nothing and but they were so they were paying like a fair amount in electricity bills because and, and how sports how long did they actually last? There? Don't know, they stayed ages. Yeah. They, yeah, they were there for like four years or something, oh, wow. paying shit all in rent, nice. which is why the sportsmen became so popular originally because basically they Gee. were they were rent free, they were fairly cheap, they had they had good investment good from the original owner Tom. Um, yeah, and I I was playing pool there for years, like really 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 good. What really age good did you start? Did you first pick up a pool cue? Were you uh, like 14, 15, 16? That sounds hustling old guys. Not, not at all. It, it was about that age. I was probably about yeah. 14 or something. But it was... I had a table at home. I uh, played with my dad. Okay. But, we, but we didn't have a pool okay. table. We had like a, a, a three-quarter size yeah. snooker table. So we had... Yeah, you really get to learn on those big tables. We've got small pockets, so aren't they, snooker tables? Yeah, so. yeah. So I used to play snooker. Or we, we quite often played pool but on the snooker table yeah. kind of thing just like separate reds and colours and play pool but yeah we used to play on, on a little table at home nice so you're you're a bit of a wizard then are you at pool I, I, I James used, told me I used to be uh, really yeah. I used to play quite seriously yeah you play in the pool league now here not anymore I played I was actually the captain of one of the sportsman teams for about I want to say four or five years oh, I was wow. I was taking one of the teams and uh, I used to play a lot of competitions and stuff. I was probably practicing maybe four times a week, five times a week. Like, right. no alcohol, like, yeah. practicing. Yeah. Oh, you might God. have won some of that, that silverware <laughs> behind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got some trophies here. We're in the back room at the sports. So w- were you ever, sports like, at a level where... Sorry, James. Yeah, we're, we're in the back room, yeah. There's loads of trophies behind us. Sorry, I cut you off there, mate. A, a level where you were what? Uh, like considering acquiring groupies or? well no well yes I mean yeah we we shagging around but no I was going to say like where you thought you could you could do it professionally no not at all oh. no, not even close I was I was at the level when I was one of the best amateurs in Bangkok I suppose yeah but no never never even close could could you make a bit of money though just around town hustling and the, betting yeah, okay. and so this is this is a funny thing um, at the time I couldn't basically because I was quite well known on the pool scene in the way that like anyone who plays in the league who goes to all of the bars that play in the league basically everyone knows each other right so it's not about being good it's just if you're you're a regular exactly so if you're a regular on the pool scene people know your level and they're not going to let you bet like at a level lower than your own level it's like you can a lot of people play handicap games where like even if you're better than someone you can still play against someone like you say I have to get three games but you have to get six games or something right. like just yeah. just handicap betting so I couldn't do that but what I now that I haven't been on the scene for years basically I go to like local bars around my place and people love playing killer games do you know what killer mm-hmm. is yeah oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I love so I just play killer games around my place and I probably win a good 30% of them really? and, and if you're playing like 100 bar in and there's 15 people 
it's like you're going to win 1500 baht yeah. so if I win 1500 baht for every 300 baht I spend it's I basically good every, every third yeah. night out I have completely free just because oh, there's a pool table and, and no one knows me and I, just, I don't I never practice anyway I haven't oh, practiced man. for years but it's but I I got to a level a good game which doesn't like drop off to past a certain point yeah. I'm nowhere near as good as I used to be but I'm still good enough to beat most people in most bars right so <laughs> So oh, it's me quite and James fun. will have to play it. No, no, right. I'm <laughs> shit at But um, we should get, we should go organize a, a game of killer, not with him. He can't play. <laughs> we've, but. We've, we've, uh, <laughs> but I used to love Jordan. that Sunday afternoon in Nairsbury in the local pub, winter. So you got the log fire on, and we'd all get sort of there, you know, Sunday lunchtime, have our Sunday roast, and then have a massive game of killer. So you all played on the the, the old English, the little green tables. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was Mate, fucking loved it. I never played on those tables. Like I said, I played on a snooker table at home, but in my entire life, I may have played five games of pool on one of those little mm. weird English tables. Yeah. And I say weird because the shape of the pockets is different. Yeah. They're entirely different. Yeah. If you have the ball on the cushion, you basically can't pot it, or it's very, very different. And the rules as well. The no ball in hand shit yeah. and all that kind of stuff. There's oh, none of that. The amount of shit you get oh, into. Yeah. When yeah. I first came over here, I'm oh, picking the ball up off the table. Yeah, it's like, what? what? That's what? so easy. You want to get in a fight, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, picking the ball up and yeah. putting it where you like? And then you go back to England, and you try and take some of those rules <laughs> home, and people aren't having any of it, are they? It's like, fucking pussies over free there. Free shot, what's that all about? Yeah. yeah. That's an English one, isn't it? A free shot. Two yeah, shots. get two shots every time you yeah. foul. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Rather yeah. than bowling hand, that's it. Yeah. Two shots, basically. Yeah. But English yeah. pool, basically, unless you're at a very high level, it's just about covering the pockets. Yes, like, that's so it, what I yeah. used to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, pockets, like yeah. that doesn't work at a certain level, but when you're, yeah, when you're just playing, your mate, up as close when you're playing in the pub with your mates, you just cover a few pockets, and ultimately you'll win in the end if you're that's just patient. Right, yeah. <laughs> that's right. But if, if you play at the top. Or if you play people at the top of the amateur kind of level, like Tom, uh, you got to pop, you know, 90% of your balls off to break. Well, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> 90%? That's a, that's a bit much. <laughs> but no, you got to, you know, you got to take your chances. The, the best, the best like, moment I ever had playing pool was, I played actually against a former French eight ball um, world championship finalist. So he played the English style of pool, but he got to the world final, which... People like Selby have got to the world finals. Selby's won a couple of times, I think. He's a famous snooker player, Mark Selby. Okay, yeah. And uh, other current nine-ball champions have done that. I played that guy, and it was a handicap. So he had to win eight, I had to win four, because my level's much, much lower than his. Mm -hmm. But I actually beat him 4-3. So I beat him without the handicap. You got to four, right. I got to four, but I actually beat him straight up, even though it was a handicap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my my best ever moment playing ball. And he threw a complete fucking fit and refused to believe that my handicap was correct. Really? (laughs) Stormed out of the bar. It was hilarious. Fucking (laughs) hell. That's French people for you. You yeah. get the likes of, uh, <laughs> of, of Jimmy White and people like that come here quite often, don't oh, they? Jim, well, you know why Jimmy White comes here often, yeah? yeah for, the, for, the, for the pool, obviously. <laughs> yeah, for the pool scene. For the, yeah, for yeah, the J- Jimmy White cocaine. Spends, uh, spends a lot of time in Patio on his, on his trips here, I believe. Yeah, he plays pool down there as well. <laughs> he play, no, plays ping pong as well. But hang on, there's no, there's no <laughs> prostitution in Patio, is there? Not a walking street, maybe. Yeah. That was yeah. was that officially announced by the by the local chief of police? I read it on Tyvesa. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so it must be true. <laughs> I love Tyvesa, and it's so good. Did you did you go on back in the day? No, I've only because, probably, I've only probably been a regular Facebook for the last groups, year. Before Facebook yeah. groups, Tyvesa was the thing, wasn't it? It Where was it was info. the forum. 
Right. It, it okay. was the only forum, as yeah, far as I yeah. know, from that time. And that was Bangkok Expat. What is it about? Uh, you know, when, when I I'm not sure which one's worse. I, I was looking, <laughs> looking at emigrating a while back, and I was looking at different countries. You go, you look at New Zealand forums, right? You look in forums in uh, Chile, or you look mm-hmm. in forums in China. And everyone's terribly polite and like really nice and trying to help each other out. They're really accommodating. Oh, you want to move here? Yeah, this is a good place. You can get food here. You know, you ask <laughs> a simple expats. question yeah, on, so on Thai visa Those people. or Bangkok expats, and it, they're savages. What is wrong with these people? It's it's the trolling culture. Trolling, yeah. it just it, doesn't it allows people to behave in a way. Which is subhuman. Like you would never face to face. You would ne- no one, no. almost no one, would ever behave in that way face to face with someone. So yeah. I don't know why they think it's especially okay. the kind of people who troll online. They're the kind of people who wouldn't say something to your face. That's why they've yeah. got to get it out of the system online, isn't it? <laughs> but is that is that really right, that. James? That other countries are normal and we're particularly savage here in Bangkok. I couldn't find another country anywhere near the kind of uh, the savagery. But maybe you were cynicism. asking stupid questions. <laughs> <laughs> what? Maybe you were asking for it, James. <laughs> no, I'm the, I'm the one who's trolling. I'm not the one uh, asking the questions. No, I'm just saying, looking at other other okay. websites, other forums. No, no, but I was saying maybe you weren't asking stupid questions on the other f- forums. No, so I was you lurking. I, oh, you were lurking. I wasn't asking okay. any questions. I was just reading. Lurking. Yeah, I was I a like lurker. Lurking, lurking, but not jerking. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, those... those Facebook groups are horrible. I used to advertise for jobs on there. So, I mean, I, I used to be uh, head of department in my old school, so I used to advertise for teaching jobs. And the fucking people you get replying to stuff. Really? Just like if you're offering anything less than like 90,000 baht a month with accommodation and healthcare, then you're a fucking scumbag. Oh, you're a, you're no. a traitor to all teachers everywhere. What's wrong with you? Who do you think we are? Slaves? <laughs> and these people, but they come up almost on every, unless you are advertising for an international school job, these people will come at you. Like, yeah. And they don't stop. <laughs> What, what's wrong with just unreal. What is it about Thailand that brings out that sort of... Do you think Thailand does it to people? Or do you think they haven't got their shit together? I think it's so a combination. I think it's a combination of pe- the people who choose to come here. Yeah, yeah, Thailand attracts those kind of oh, people. it does. Of course it does. Yeah. But also... Um, but what, what kind of people does it attract? People with mental, mental illnesses? The, like, the, most people uh, I meet are pretty so, sad. Social honest, disorders. Uh, I think there's a lot of lost people here, a lot of people looking for answers, a lot of people running from previous yeah, lives. That stuff. That's what yeah. I think it is. I think yeah. the last thing you said, people Escape running from previous policy. lives, I think it's people who think that they can start again. Mm. And yes. they, they get really into what they have yes. here. And other people who challenge their new identity or yes. their new sense of yeah. self are a threat and I, I think that's yeah, where man. most of it comes from they've that's discovered a great point. They've, they've discovered Thailand and it's their Thailand and it's brilliant and they don't want anybody to uh, uh, I mean th- this is one type of troller right what who, about the others who just hate everything yeah, about so, Thailand so they're the ones that realise that they're not the first type anymore yeah. their illusion has been shattered so they used to be that first type and they used to love Thailand and it was all wonderful then they learned how to listen to the language and they could understand what was being said about them um, and then they learned uh, you know that the woman they were married to didn't, re- didn't really love them they were just yeah, after the money taking them for all yeah, the money and it was just a wealth transfer and they they're don't have the money they're too old to make a new life anymore, anywhere else so there's that bitterness and there's mm. it's bitterness and naivety you know the first stage is naivety 
the second. Yeah, my brother used to talk about well, this. Well, I think you can like, draw this like on a, You can plot this on a graph, can't you? Yeah, you yeah can do like three or four think, stages. And I think there. everyone's graph will be in some way similar. The stages might last uh, vastly kind of different yeah. periods yeah. of time. But there are moments of realisation that everyone has. Where at the beginning, everyone thinks the same. Everyone thinks, but well, everyone's so friendly. Yeah. It's such a nice it's like no- It's like novelty, um, some kind of realisation, yeah. then, so, then conformity, so, and then despair. So you have the seven <laughs> stages of grief, don't you? Yeah. And it's, at the end, it's like realisation, you know, where you're, yeah. just, you're comfortable with it. Now, for you, Tom, coming from you came over when you was eight, nine years old? Ten. Ten. Ten, yeah. ten. So it would have been completely different. It would have just been a... Uh, a normal environment of sorts. You wouldn't be thinking of it in the, the rose-tinted fashion I, of people I, who Yes and no. I, I don't think lives. it's completely different. I just think that I started the whole process much later than you would think. Because yeah. basically, I grew up and adapted and grew into a culture which is in no way connected to Thai culture. Like, so the, it was in the bubble. It, exactly. Yeah. The international school bubble is just a completely different community that exists within every major city in the world. Yeah. Like, so Could any city in which yeah. there is an international school has a, a relatively similar culture. Go to international in supermarkets. Which, and, and there yeah. are people that go like from one bubble to another and they're basically the same. Those people are called kind of TCKs, third culture kids. Yeah. I, I'm not the best example of that because I only really lived here. But there are people who, whose parents travel who go from city to city to yeah. city yeah. every year. His parents are like CEOs yeah. or something. Exactly. Or, or like they work for an oil company and they get posted to Those kids grow up damaged, usually. No, I, but I don't know if they grow up damaged. <laughs> they grow up... Don't they? Um, really, I don't know. No, I, I just think they grow up in a place which doesn't exist to you. Yeah. Right, and they, they think yeah. it's normal. Yeah. And I understand what it is, because like, I, I existed in that Steve-o world. Steve-O from Jackass, his, his dad was like... Uh, <laughs> His he, his dad was like the the head of Pepsi in South America or something, and then the head of another company, and so he 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 basically had uh, drivers and limousines, and his dad, yeah. you know, and he went to all these international schools and stuff. Yeah, he turned out crazy. <laughs> That's but, very but true. Cool though, I like Steve. Oh, he's a cool guy. Yeah, but yeah. These I, people just they don't have much of a grasp on the reality that. That you know, if you grew up in England in a normal mm. place, they like that world doesn't exist to them because they grew up with just basically I don't know, a lot of privilege and 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 not connected to the culture of a country of a yeah. nation. But what about changing friends as well? Because I grew up in a small yeah, town, you, same friends for years. It was great. Yeah, no, I I think that's probably the way in which we're most damaged in that mm. we become very disconnected, or we, it's very easy for us to change. Um, to just stop talking to people and stop. <laughs> no, really. Yeah. Like, I, I have a relationship with a lot of people which involves us not talking at all for years. And whenever yeah. they're there, we'll be like seeing each other all the time and hanging. Mm. And it'll be like we've never, like, never been yeah, apart that's cool. kind of thing. And that's yeah. really good. But a lot of people don't get that. I so see I find that as totally normal. But, yeah, yeah, uh, but, so I find it quite yeah. hard to have friendships with some people who don't really get yeah. that because they yeah. think I'm being a complete Too dickhead needy. when I don't talk yeah. to them. In reality, right. I, I still see them in exactly the same way. I just don't give a fuck about talking to them when they're not here. <laughs> to me, that seems normal. To, to a lot of yeah. people, that seems like I'm being an arsehole. But aren't they the best friends, though? The ones that you don't need to speak to for a long time, and then you see them and you just get on again immediately. It's like they're, they're some of my closest friends. I don't, I don't speak to them every week. 
and I don't. But you're saying to, every week. I might have talked to a, to a friend for two years. Yeah, me me too. And, and then, then when I go back to Nairsborough, yeah. and it's like that, you you yeah. you're close again. Yeah, yeah, for me I, they are. But but a lot of people um, get very frustrated having friends like like me who yeah. who basically it appears to a lot of people like I just don't give a fuck, <laughs> and I kind of don't. Like, you know, yeah. but in reality, I kind of don't because I grew up to to not. But get in the too nicest attached. possible way. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I still like them, and like it's not yeah. like I dislike people. It's just that I don't, yeah, don't want to talk to them online all the time. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> because, Isn't it weird uh, now as well when uh, somebody calls you, you think there's a problem? <laughs> like, yeah, that's if weird. Somebody, isn't it? I don't somebody... think I have a, an option on my phone to. Uh, to receive calls I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 so you've I, gone completely the opposite you used to be yeah, it, we could only call or text you before <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> and that was the opposite yeah but people and, can and call a, you online used or to on buy Facebook me phones as well so, and I found that really weird it was really? like they would have a because thought they wanted, and to, they wanted to, to chat to me about it you know or they had an idea and uh, so yeah, get your a burner. couple of people have bought me phones like really? you know males there's like, a burner, I, mate. I think there's. I think our relationship isn't developing. Here's mm. a phone. Like, well, fuck that. <laughs> you know, if you can really do that. Yeah, seriously, it's, it's happened twice. Weird. Yeah, that's, twice. That's yeah. that's weird. Yeah, yeah. I would. I would be distancing myself I, from those I people. Don't speak to them anymore. I was going to. I was no. going <laughs> to ask who they were, but I, yeah. I feel like I have an idea of who one of them is, but I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> How long have you two known each other for a while then? Sounds yeah. like you're I reckon right. ten years. I don't know. Yeah. I reckon ten years. Well, when when did we start at, at the school we were at? Well, you worked uh, together. We worked together for a couple of years, and I, I want to think that I was thirty-two and you was twenty-two, but I think that's that sounds roughly right. Roughly, so it's maybe twenty-three, more like twenty-three, yeah. thirty-three. Yeah, that sounds about right. So yeah, I was kind of the age you are now. Oh, yeah. Yep. And did you hate him as soon as you hey, laid you. eyes on him? Hey, <laughs> we, we had a really good group. It's funny the, the dynamics you get between groups of, groups of teachers in an office, or I suppose it's the same in any office that anyone yeah. works in. You have different dynamics between people. We had a really good dynamic between basically three three of us in yeah. an office at the time. You but did they both were... work with that guy who was the failed uh, mov- no. mo- uh, camera movie star or whatever, who used to, he used to do music pop videos or something, didn't he? And he would always talk about it. You told me the story about him. He worked as a teacher with you. This is oh, what I don't. No, no, you might not have been. The, you might not no, worked with him at the time. But he, you, you said he would basically. Oh, oh yeah. that arsehole! Yeah, who's this? Jesus, we've got some funny ones from. Oh my from god, the, the people! Yeah, I mean the people you meet teaching. But the, the group, the group of three, uh, Tom's referring to the third one, is the guy who got me the job now. Okay. Who works at Ramcat uh, University? Yeah, yeah. So we've all kind of got yeah, back we're to all it. still in contact. Oh, that's good. All these years later, yeah. You're recommending it. That's good, man. Yeah, but we normally we had this kind of solid group of three, but then we'd have maybe a fourth or a fifth in the department at the same time, who were the kind of I don't know the floaters, the ones mm. who would just come for a few months and then leave. And some of those characters, man. Yeah, the ones who would sit there and record us. Oh yeah. yeah what the, do you mean? This is the oh. first time we're actually like officially being recorded. You know, uh, <laughs> what do you mean they record you? To, to, to like monitor us, to monitor our conversations. Yeah, Fuck off. we were. Yeah, yeah. really? Why? Because yeah. you were talking dirty, uh, and I think, yeah. I mean, no, no, not really 
dirty, but people like, they, they felt excluded from the conversation, right, okay. and they felt perhaps you know when they were out of the room, they were being talked about. So how did you find out? Well, how did all this transpire? He, then? he proudly announced it, yeah, in the office. No well, way. But actually, while myself and James weren't there, he said it to to the third yeah. well, to, to uh, no the person way. who got a job from. Yeah, and uh, he and he basically threatened us with legal action. What? Because of what he'd recorded us saying, which I don't think was which particularly bad. Uh, were, were you slagging yeah. him off? Uh, no, pro- probably, probably, but, probably, but yeah. not in but like a really horrible way. He deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah, we're probably making observations, yeah, you know, because he was way. he was uh, not fit for the job. Shall we? Say. Yeah. Well, I want to I want to say this as tactfully as possible because I know you two are great teachers, and Jordan's a really great teacher as well, and you're all three lovely guys. But there are some people who come and teach here who just are crazy, right? Who are just short-term here and probably go from school to school, Mate, and country we, to country. we could tell you some stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, I'm not James, tarring you all with the same brush. I mean, yeah. all the teachers I've met are absolutely great. No, I'm but, sure there but are Myself and James actually wrote a, uh, a screenplay for a TV series based on this very subject. Yeah. Basically an office full of dysfunctional foreign teachers, a lot of right. whom are... Very um, right, unsuited yeah. to being teachers. Because that teacher's show in the UK was brilliant. It was fantastic. On Channel 4. Yeah. Oh, with, uh, so what's good. his name? Simon. From The Walking Dead. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he's called Simon and Teachers. That's not his real name. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's called Simon and Teachers. Fantastic series. I love that. But so, so that's a similar idea in that it's the main three characters, right? Those three guys mm. um, are not, well, Simon in particular is a terrible teacher. Mm. And, um, and so are the other. Um, the other two aren't so bad, but it's yeah. Basically, the main character is a, is a horrible person who's completely mm. unsuited to being a teacher, mm. and that's kind of where we were going with it as well. Just people who are there but shouldn't be there, and and what happens. I'd like to read. Have you, so so where the is first, this screenplay the now? First, the first, and we, we uh, it was first a, a theatre production. It was a stage play. Yeah, um, and we got some actors, um, and we rehearsed it for a number of months I mean we got really into it yeah. this one this first episode this pilot episode uh, but for some reason we never actually showed it or produced it mm. like nobody ever, ever felt that they were ready and they were ready and it should have just been done mm. we should yeah. have pushed them basically uh, the school like we had a big two month break where pe- everyone just left and it just killed it didn't it it killed the yeah. momentum because yeah. you know like in it's, the school holidays come yeah. and everyone leaves and, and we were being a little bit too I think idealistic about the way we approached it we wanted to put the whole thing on for free and not like you know not charge for people coming to watch it so we were we were a bit naive in the way we approached it um, yeah because so them actors want to get paid but it was before the um, you know everyone everyone worked for free with rehearsals and turned yeah. up and showed up you know Wigoda was in it what um, was it? John Marengo was in it who's yeah. on, been on the show yeah, as well yeah, yeah. Brilliant. so Marengo I had this idea brilliant. for this Vietnam, Vietnamese uh, um, army vet guy who you know he turns up um, and he opens his desk drawer the first thing he does he has got a bottle of whiskey in there like yeah. a bottle of sand so right we're going to go in there and uh, we're going to get those zipper heads you know he's uh, talking in army speak but no, about going no. into a classroom you know <laughs> everything yeah. is in the army dialogue everything is a military operation you yeah. know there's no more finger fucking little miss pity prink in the back <laughs> back seat of your Cadillac now soldier <laughs> you're in, doing the real thing and as the main character is uh, his first line is what's a noun you know, he's t- he knows nothing about grammar or English, and he's come to be a teacher. And he's come to be a teacher on his first day. The other guy, he only speaks in Star Wars quotes. 
Yeah. So for his yeah. whole dialogue, we, cool. we went this through. This is really good. We that went was really hard all work. the episodes, and we found really? uh, you know uh, the right quotes for each situation. Um, the other ones. This is some high level stuff. This guy. Mate, international, fucking mental. An international yeah. school kid, like we were talking about, who thinks she's. What was uh, Charity's... Char- I think the main th- cool, interesting thing about Charity was that she was a Thai person who didn't speak Thai. Yeah. So, so you've got your Thai people who grow up in international <laughs> school but actually never learn to speak Thai. Yeah. And that's a real thing. I know people exactly like that. Fucking hell. Um, yeah, so, so all of our characters were in some and way... she was a snowflake before the term was invented, wasn't she? <laughs> you know? We were yeah. totally in, in front, above the, in front of the curve with this. <laughs> Um, well, yeah. she was a social justice warrior. She was a social justice warrior, absolutely, yeah, and a snowflake, and and pretty have much. You, have you still got the script lying around for this? Yeah, we, we, we could read the script on on air sometime. Brilliant. Um, and it, it's and, and the la- but the last one that. was we've been through four of them. I think the last one was just a, a, a compulsive liar who was living a completely fake yeah, life Steve. about yeah about once having or about currently having loads and loads of money and having like. Some business this is the on the time side. He reinvents like, himself yeah. you know, uh, in Thailand. Um, yeah. So we had, I think, we had five main characters in the office, and we had we had a ladyboy head teacher, a ladyboy nun, head sister teacher. man, sister man, sister man. Yeah, yeah. a ladyboy, lady nun, head teacher, um, yeah. an, an agent. So we had an agent for all of them. They were all worked through an agency. Who, uh, yeah, was just. And it, it, it was kind of based on the people around us at the time, right? Okay, uh, but it, it's got a it's got dramatic arc, you know, and it's uh, it's pretty funny. And uh, yeah, we should. Put do it you have on. all these old scripts? That, you know, you've because yeah, you've obviously do. done loads of TV shows and fucking books and all that. Have you just got mountains of scripts somewhere at home? I found I was looking for a bank book because um, my eldest son's going to Brazil on an exchange trip, and I need to get a bank statement. Um, and as I pulled my desk, yeah, a copy of the natives, um, a hard copy was in Brilliant. my drawer. Yeah. Well, is that the t- the? Yeah, it's called then? the natives. Okay. Right. Yeah. Nice one. <laughs> <laughs> so, any more pool stories, or did we pool go stories? Um, um, what do we have in terms of pool stories? No, nothing off the top of my head. And it, well, J- James wrote one of my pool stories in one of his novels, didn't he? So every Monday morning. Well, not every Monday. Every Tuesday morning. Every, I, play, every I played Tuesday, on Monday night. Every Tuesday, most most weeks, Tom would come back from a game the night before and talk about uh, the pool table event and order different tables around town. And some were shitty and some were nice. You know, so one was in a the Black Pagoda in a in a, in a oh, go-go bar. Yes. You know, and I <laughs> that, was, that was an away trip that you look forward to. <laughs> I was writing the. Uh, the Joe Dillon detective uh, novel series and uh, I was struggling for an idea for the third one and I thought wouldn't it be cool to have a a, a dead body on a pool table discovered um, and it's uh, it's a bar worker in a town called Fun City which is based on Batea and mm-hmm. Bangkok um, so I asked Tom um, about some of the characters in the league who I yet later used for characters in the book mm-hmm. Um, and then I even went down to Fun City or Batea for two weeks and research. Poor soul. In, in, in inverted commas, <laughs> research. Research. Yeah. Yeah, yep. And I wrote it all in two weeks, about fifty thousand words. Yeah. After we, yeah, sort of brainstormed. Was this the it. first book? The third. Third. Okay. Number three. So is this when you had like deadlines and shit to like get books done? But I mean, did you have 
did no, you I used to kind of make did my you have own obligations. I'd make my own. Like I was, I, did, I was doing a literary event, and I told everyone in the audience that I was going to pretend to write a book, and it'd be finished in two weeks. Mm. So I had to go down and do it. <laughs> right, that's a good thing, actually. I, you know, when I posed. yeah, like if I say to people, I'm going to stop drinking beer, or you have to tell somebody, or, or right. write it down, or announce it somewhere, so you feel more compelled Obligated. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, do you know what? Speaking of no beer, I, th- I used to think that I needed beer for this podcast. You know, I used to have a couple before and then at least three or four during the show. I thought I, re- I needed it to be, like, more open and funny. Well, open, not, you know. And de- I just discovered tonight that I don't really feel quite good, actually. You're on, you're on the road to... Uh, really, really on the road to redemption. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I've got four cans in the fridge, actually. I definitely have one when I get in. Just one, though. Anyway, my wife's nagging me oh, to she? get home. Yeah, yeah. she wants to have I saw sex. your phone ringing earlier. <laughs> You're on the clock. Yeah, we're, tra- we're trying for a baby. Oh, man, I don't know if I can say it on the podcast, but I had the best sex yesterday afternoon. We'd just been shopping and we got in. Oh, it was really good. Anyway, she might be... We sometimes have this what podcast you, on in what, the car. This is the interesting thing. What, what did you buy her? <laughs> <laughs> a massive dildo. No. What did um, you buy her to make the sex so good? Yesterday. No, no, it wasn't nothing to do it with that. Like no, that. I, bought, I bought her a nice top. Yeah. But it wasn't a. Re- she didn't reward me for buying no. her something. No, I don't think It was think like you so. hadn't just been to the gold shop or something. No, no, no. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, that would be funny, though. If I had to go and buy her something. Really, it was really weird. We'd just been you know, um, to the yeah. car showroom. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> we got back to my place. We had the most amazing sex. I've got no idea why. That's it's funny. That imagine yeah. you have to go and buy her something every time you want to do it. <laughs> Fuck you know. Well, you won't have to imagine once the baby's born. Yeah, that be. that's true. But yeah, no, she tried this top on, and she looked like really sexy in it. And I just like Did you had savage to just, her. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we sometimes listen to this podcast in the car. Hopefully, you won't so, make this the end of this episode. Yeah. So yeah. um... Uh, Tom, so uh, I don't know, up to you if you want to put this out on your platform as well, but if not, we'll just cross-promote in some way. Yeah. But uh, if people want to find your show and stuff, or Basically, find you. Basically, um, I would direct people, anyone who's interested in Thai football, to go read our website. It's portfcsandpit.com. That's okay. where we are. So basically, that's on that website, you've got previews, match reports, transfer updates, uh, opinion pieces... And podcasts, and cool. everything's on there. Um, anything you need to know about Port FC in English. Basically, if you want to get into football in yeah. Thailand, if you want to watch, you want to be supporting Port, and yeah, you and it's a good day out, get good evening out, brilliant with the guys. evening out, brilliant evening out, really good fun, good. best atmosphere, and well, w- when are the games normally? And on exactly. evenings, it's about three pounds as well as about five dollars. Is it evening? Is it yeah. afternoons like in England though, like three o'clock kickoffs, or is it? No, no. Nice I time. mean, we play and yeah, we we play when it's dark because it would because be savage to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah so we basically play between six and eight o'clock p.m. Right, and those okay. are the normal kickoffs, and normally it's Saturday, Sunday, you get the odd midweek game. Yeah. So yeah. That's good. Saturday afternoon, get out with the boys. Few. Exactly. I mean, we've got an away trip next week. We've got two minibuses booked for the for the foreign lads. We're meeting. Uh, How far do you go? Do you go to Chiang Mai and shit like that? And some people do. Yeah, yeah. We, we have away games. I've I've been to Chiang Rai once, so right. yeah, you, we do do those. We're going to Rayong on Saturday, which is brilliant. Um, yeah. That's a perfect kind of distance where you're yeah. going, kind of three hours outside Bangkok. We rent mm-hmm. a minibus. 
All drinking on the bus. Ten lads on there, all yeah. drinking on the bus. Stop on the beach on the way past. Perfect. Nice. Really good. Really good. I bet pa- De Patia have a football uh, yeah. team. Pa- no, Patia had a football team. Oh. What happened? And they got taken over and they're now in Summit Prakan. Oh. How about Sean Burry? Sean Burry is still there. Sriracha? Sriracha are gone. Okay, so Sean Burry. Yeah, Sean Burry is still there. Away day. Na- mm-hmm. Navy in the same area. Na- Navy is Satterhip. So Navy are around there as well. So yeah, there are those eastern uh, eastern seaboard, seaboard trips yeah. are excellent. Mm, yeah. And then we've got Prachua down uh, past Huahin. Huahin it's another yeah. good away trip. Another Huahin guy. I always say Wahin, but <laughs> it's just interesting. I know it's, you guys have been here the longest, so Huahin. you should know. Yes, yeah, it's Huahin. Huahin. Hua. Yep. Sounds weird because it's got the word Hua in it. <laughs> <laughs> Where I come from, that means something different. But you remember uh, uh, you remember Nobby Solano. He brief- yeah, he briefly agreed to become manager of Huahin FC and then never turned up. <laughs> <laughs> That's happened a ton of times in Thai football. Shit. Anyway. Uh, That's just to get finance or something, is it? I'm not sure. Yeah, it sounds like it, doesn't it? Anywhere else you want people to get hold of you personally then? No, nah, I'm all right. No. Just, uh, just visit the website, read all that. It's all good. Cool. It's really yeah. good fun. Get into um, football. It's brilliant. James, anything you've got to promote at the moment? They just did the FCC talk and with Christopher G. Moore rooms. We put that out last last night. Anything else to promote? No, I got nothing. Did you put the talk out as a podcast? That's cool. I'll listen In to that. Parts, I was going to watch yeah. it. It's on yeah. YouTube as well. It's on YouTube as well. Yeah. Oh, I did want to mention the uh, the sound issues we've had. Uh, we had on the FCC. Uh, oh, was I, I was put in uh, charge of uh, sound. Oh, no. And, yeah. What a shocker. It's nothing compared to the stories Tom and I have about sound. <laughs> we did the live lounge here. <laughs> we did a, a screening of the film when I made the film Crazy Medicine. Yeah. Tom was my uh, production oh, assistant. Dear. So right. He was my oh, second, dear. my second in command, sort of what the production team. Um, the sound didn't work at all, and we just had division. Uh, just oh, had to no. screen. We were playing in front of, playing with wires and plugs in front. It of was like a big crowd, hundred people. <laughs> it's like hundred people, and you know who saved us? Um, someone. I, I said to like the crowd, "Does anyone, you know?" Know what's wrong? Some like Nordic tech wizard saved so, us. No, it was Blake, wasn't it? Blake was it? Sibbett. Was it? The, oh, the, was it? The Canadian From guy. Yeah, he came up and sorted it out. Yeah, so there's just a lead that you haven't plugged in properly or something, an audio no, lead. Yeah, there was like some no, workaround we needed to use. It was, a was it on your laptop? Yeah, it was the same. It was a codec or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Asus. Right. Yeah, so James had to queue up all these sounds, uh, but. It no, could, what it, it was was it, James was told beforehand you need to bring this on a USB. We'll plug in the USB yeah. and do that. I was lied to. And yeah. and then James I was like, oh, no, we'll just use the stream. Stream will be all right because we had a stream connected to our um, to the Vimeo, and we thought, uh, yeah. okay, we'll just do that. And basically, it was jumpy, and we couldn't show it. Oh, it was well, really bad. So we had to use. So we had to C. go plan. Yeah, plan A, plan B, plan C. A, yeah. Plan A didn't work, plan B didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Apart from that, the sportsmen have been wonderful. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. So the FCC, so you were just about to start because I, I, I mentioned it as well, but I, I was only ribbing you politely. But basically, you had to oh, no, I got a queue history. up these sounds and uh, you had to queue up these sounds for Christopher G. Moore, but there were adverts and shit. You had to do it on YouTube, so there were adverts and shit. You just playing, gave me YouTube there? links. Rather mm. than actual files, mm. so that, you know, you wanted to play like a, a sort of Ryan lion roaring, and it was like a and you had an like advert an, an insurance someone sales. doing like um, what's it Grammarly? Yeah. I get all yeah. the time now. Grammarly, Shoppy, Shoppy. Oh, what's the other one? Wix, you know. Wix. Oh, yeah. so you got a website? That's cool. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Grammarly, Grammarly, Grammarly. And, I get and all the time. Yeah. Shoppy, Shoppy. 
Anyway, uh, you can catch us. Uh, so that was that. No, I got nothing to sell apart yeah. from the. Okay. This. You can catch Facebook. us. Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, this strange life on Facebook, and our website is uh, this strange dot life. Okay. Uh, Cheers, guys. See you next week. Then. Bye bye.
I can't shoot the I can't shoot the I can't stop the icons. I can't shoot the I can't shoot the I can't stop the icons. I can't shoot the I can't shoot the I can't stop the icons. I can't shoot the I can't shoot the I can't stop the icons. <laughs>